Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best founders and investors to help you scale a business from 1 million to 1 trillion. Today's guest is a very special one. We have been trying to do this episode for a very long time now. And his name is Daniel, the partner at Speed Invest. Daniel, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Mike, for the invitation. Hello, everyone. Um, looking, looking very much forward to this. And for the, the ones who didn't have the opportunity to meet you, uh, you joined it and you started Speed Invest in 2011, so almost 12 years ago, this June uh, 23, so which is really the beginning of the European ecosystem of, uh, of VC. And okay. you are based in Vienna, uh, in Austria, which is even more interesting to, to understand uh, how it all started. So if you could just share a bit about your background, your story, and how did you end joining uh, Speed Invest? Yeah, happy to do so. Yeah, that is, that is actually correct. Um, so again, hello, everyone. Uh, greetings from beautiful, beautiful Vienna. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we, 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 we actually started Speed Invest um, before 2011 already. 2011 is the formal vintage date of our first fund. Uh, so normally um, it takes about a year uh, or maybe even more to set up a fund. So the work in the dark on this started started in summer 2009, um, actually. Um, oh. we, we are sketching out the idea and and set, and laying out the plan and starting over again and 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 throwing the plan away and restarting again and and this was as uh, most probably here uh, will remember in the midst of uh, the global financial crisis so mm -hmm. capital markets on fire uh, all around <laughs> and um, we had no better idea than 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 launching a, a high risk highly illiquid niche product out of a geo that has no justification on private Great timing <laughs> yeah um well in the um in the first moment we we didn't think of timing uh, it just felt the right thing to do back then um three years after we have sold our first tech company the earnout and lockup period was over uh in the core beginning of 2009 that was three years after the after the sale um we didn't look up or look left and right of course we took the news that you know lehman went up in flames and and everything is going right. south and markets collapsing all over every morning the news broke uh doubt down 10 percent again and that went on for three day, five days in a row um we we we, we we took notice but we didn't put it into context in um, with our own plans now in hindsight uh it was actually good timing uh because you know valuations came down also and and history tells that the best opportunities and the best companies are created right. in, in in the in the most turbulent of times um no idea had we that uh, for the next like 10 12 13 years um terminal like this or even worse would be here with a uh, in, in a five-year schedule you know, 2014 15 um euro debt crisis uh, we brought our second fund um at, wow. uh, 2020 another five years in 
um, uh, brought our third fund and everybody knows what, what happened in March 2020 and, and, and it's not stopping and, and almost uh, a year later after pandemic breakout, the, the raid on the capital in Washington, a year later the invasion in Ukraine, so it's, it's not stopping, it's not stopping, exactly. so you cannot time markets. You, mm -hmm. particularly not private markets and for sure not venture capital and pre-seed seed stage markets, not time right. rule. Right. Great lesson to to learn. And um, let, let's start with, with today. What was, what is the Speed Invest uh, investment thesis today? And, and then we'll go a little bit through the evolution. Uh, um, where did you start and where are you going now? Yeah. Evolution is probably a, a very good word to, to encapsulate. Um, um, investment thesis uh, over time also did in speed invest, they evolve, right? We right. You start out with something that you think you know. In our case, that was enterprise B2B mobile telecom SaaS, because this was mm -hmm. the core of the, the business model of the company that we sold three years before. Um, very signed NASDAQ listed. So we started, you know, on, on, on a playing field, we, we thought we knew somehow, and then eventually you grow, you, you touch into fields, you have no idea, mm -hmm. very early on, even in the first fund already, we, we um, invested across three topics, fintech, marketplaces, and SaaS, and they still, now 12 years after, they built the core of our portfolio. Got it. We kept adding new topics uh, for example climate and industrial tech digital health deep tech and also new geographies mm -hmm. um, already back then in 2011 we invested in uh, our first market outside of europe that was turkey um, awesome. and the investment was extremely successful um, trade sale um, only like four or five years after a double, a double figure multiple um, so that you know that that sets the the mindset and then also the the hopes and expectations so that got us very early on on the track to um to to look into into geos further abroad um mm -hmm. than only neighboring countries or the home continent because it's right. our it's our very very strong belief that good talent grows everywhere right uh, they only need to be given the right or put into the right habitat and and given the the, the, the necessary means to 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 really to really um, uh, seize the opportunity ahead of them and, and capture their full their, their full potential. Right. And in terms of emerging markets, where are you investing uh, now, Daniel? Um, predominantly Africa and Middle East, uh, Southeast uh -huh. Asia, and Latin. Got it. So super super clear uh and uh in terms of any founder that is out there uh, and in terms of stage i think this is important you are a, a seed stage uh investor right uh, yeah we, we, uh, we start in seed um to us seed means the first say funding round where mm -hmm. um institutional vcs take part that's typically a funding round in the size of single figure million um, mm -hmm. where we would ideally take the lead uh, in, in, in such a round. Um, we typically would not invest uh, as a 
first ticket in a Series A, um, because we are declared seed investor. We've done this for 12 years now. Quite now moving up the uh, or further downstream rather, um, mm. that would mean uh, you know going back in the learning curve and and not not uh, capitalizing on 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 the. 12 year plus uh, experience set that we've built up right and in terms of of seed you also invest in in pre-seed uh, or as well yeah, we, we also so core is seed uh, seed means to us as said first fund on the cap table yeah tickets in the range of half a million to two two and a half ish at funding valuations that would allow us a 15 percent stake Mm -hmm. um, occasionally we go earlier um a pre-seed tickets two to 500k um not so strict on stake but just you know to uh to be part of something that we think might be something very exciting the range is fairly broad um in in the current fund now um early late 22 early 23 an average ticket is in the range of one to one and a half million approximately. Got it. Got it. So of course your your journey has been a a long journey now. So you were able to exit a, a company as an operator and being uh, in the VC industry for for a long time. But why should a founder look for Speed Invest uh, as partners on on their VC VC route or VC path? Um, yeah, I think it's just as important as a, for a VC to have an investment thesis and, and areas that you know and build expertise on and really have value at beyond the dollar that you invest. Right. Um, vice versa, it's just as important for the founder to know which fund to choose to work with. Um, and right. this is important across all stages. But the things to look for in a fund for a founder that changes from, say, to one extent extreme pre-seed to the other extreme pre-IPO late growth. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'd say in, in the early half of uh, such a typical journey, say pre-seed C, A slash B, mm -hmm. um, um, operational value-add, non-dollar value-add uh, is just as important um, um, for to make uh, um, or to make a, a, a founder choose a, a fund A or over a fund B. Um, right. And, well, when it, now looking at us, uh, we focus on six topics. Um, mm -hmm. That is four verticals, fintech, um, um, climate and industrial tech, uh, deep tech and uh, digital health. Mm -hmm. And on two horizontal approaches that uh, go by two software-specific business models, one would be SaaS and the other one would be network effects or marketplaces. Got so it. that builds a four by two matrix of eight hotspots along which we probably would deploy in 90 to 95% of the fund's capital. Mm -hmm. And these are in these sectors, we, we have specialist investment teams that only do deal flow in, in their sector. Wow, so super specialized. Super specialized. In a way, if you will, Speed Invest is not one fund, but it's like six specialist funds bundled together. So more or less a fund of fund Got at it. the cost of a direct fund. Got it. Wow. Um, that is amazing. 
and, and each of the six sectors is covered by a specialist investment team in the range of four to 10 people. Um, um, and um, each of the teams have um, have written their abstract thesis on, on, on their respective sectors with a two, three, five, eight year time horizon um, to really build an idea um, of what that industry or that business model can look like um, in three, five, eight years time. What will be the driving, the dominating technology, the cost drivers, the value drivers? Um, is there any change of target group slash uh, client or consumer mm -hmm. behavior to be expected and how would that look like? And that built on, on you know, the large mega trends uh, that built the foundation for the whole tech uh, uh, e ecosystem, you know, like uh, digital transformation of, of economy and society, um, 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 demographics, um, um, education, healthcare, uh, um, how to say, um, energy transition, uh, decarbonization, um, democratization as well. When you, you know, when you when you peek into direction of Web three and and decentralized concepts, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and and having written such a thesis, um, our investment teams know a promising startup when they see one. So we mm -hmm. process in the range of eight to eleven thousand opportunities every single year, wow. uh, and we pick probably thirty for an initial investment. Just for for the ones who are out there, <laughs> it's always important to, lay, to, lay to remember out those numbers. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you are not a good startup again and a good founder. It's it's just a numbers game. It is a numbers game. Um, to lay out the odds, um, thirty out of maybe nine to ten thousand make it into our portfolio so that is already less than a percent exactly um and uh and then the percentage that and, and then the, yeah. the teams can take a say a quick and informed decision because they have their idea uh, mm -hmm. and they see uh, come across a founder team who you know who come across you know legit and and experienced and deep into the into the subject um they, right. our team can quickly decide and 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 take a quick and informed decision and and then spend of that limited time that one has to do a due diligence on a on a seed stage company they can spend relatively the most time on 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 you know liaising and 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 building a a, right. a, a resonance with with the founder and and, and see if, if if also that clicks on a personal level if chemistry works um yeah. that is that is in fact um important it's not the only thing but overall probably team uh is mm -hmm. actually the relatively most important part um, um of the assessment right this makes a lot of sense because speed is so important at any time, but especially on those initial times, it can also uh, mean the death of the company. Uh, that it's right. super important to, uh, to know very quickly if it is a yes or a no or a pass, whatever it is. And, and if possible, with, with feedback attached, uh, it helps so much the, the founders. Absolutely. Absolutely. I said, we look at up to 10,000, we pick 30. So 
in 99.7% of time, we say no. Right. Um, as a result, of course, the no answer must be the one that is elaborate. Right. <laughs> the answer is easy. Um, <laughs> it's easy given at least. Um, of course, we need to be very careful who to say yes to, but also in our business, specifically in seed stage, the false negatives can be so much more costly than the false positives. Right. Uh, so it's, it's a very, um, how to say, interesting um, and peculiar area of investment um, that the, the seed stage fund operates in. That, that's really amazing how, how quickly you need to be able to get a sense if, if that team yep. really uh, is, is the right one to execute on that opportunity and if they really get the vertical or the opportunity that they are attacking and they have the a long-term vision for for that right so and and then you you evolve it and you just mentioned the example of of turkey uh, to emerging markets uh, why emerging markets and why get out of europe uh, you already have enough complexity in terms of as you said the right. two business models plus the four uh, verticals, your matrix, uh, you are specializing your team. So getting out to emerging markets uh, requires another extra layer of, of effort, but uh, opportunity as well in any expansion strategy. Right? I mean, um, as said, we did our first, say, how to frame this promising market, fringe market of Europe in Turkey already 12 years ago. Um, so we very early on uh, got in touch uh, with um, these geographies and that um, slowly, gradually built over time. So by now we have nearly 20 investments in, in, in what we call emerging markets or undercapitalized markets. Uh, and we... 20 out of? Uh, uh, historically, probably 350. Got it. Um, so... Um, and we, at least for the time being, um, uh, restrict ourselves to, to fintech and marketplaces. So these are our two strongest topics where we have the deepest sector understanding and the, and, and the strongest reputation. And this allows us to also win deals in not the, home, not the most immediate home markets, right? Um, then why emerging markets? I mean, Start with the math. It's so simple, right? <laughs> Five billion people living in those countries. If you include India, um, uh, five billion people living there. Um, by a rough guess, uh, eighty percent has internet or uh, um, or a cell phone, and probably forty to fifty percent have a bank account. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pitch done, right? Yeah. And then combine this with our strong belief that good talent grows everywhere. And we think it's actually normally distributed around the globe. Only over time, they, they, they gravitate towards some, some metropoles or, or, or hotspots. But basically, it's, 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 I think it's, it's fair and right to assume that, that uh, the talent is evenly spread across mankind. Yeah. And not investing there would be simply a massive omitting of opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, and just yesterday or a few days, um, and, and I heard over the radio, in, there is being uh, elections are being held in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and 
half of the country's population is younger than 19. Well, I mean, these are textbook population pyramids, right? They yeah. look like this, yeah? Exactly. Not like this, uh, like in, 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 in Europe or probably North America. Exactly. Um, <laughs> these are, you know, growing societies, growing economies, of course, with all their challenges. Um, but we think, uh, and specifically in fintech, um, that, uh, um, you know, giving these people democratized access to um, mm -hmm. at least the most basic financial products and services is a prerequisite for the path out of poverty. It's not mm -hmm. the only thing. The other thing, the other large thing is, of course, education, and we're working on that one as well. But yep. we are not as far advanced as in fintech. But giving giving democratized access to 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 elementary uh, financial services, a checking account, right? Um, get them off cash payments and pencil and paper bookkeeping. Yeah. Um, giving them the necessary tools in hand to empower them to manage their financial lives, and you can only improve what you can manage. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And. Um, that all combined um, um, is, you know, that 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 points to an opportunity that is just just too big. Yeah, but th that's interesting. The way you are adding, I think this is also very interesting for uh, any operator and for any company. The same perspective, the way you are leading your VC investment thesis which is you might be adding another layer of complexity in terms of geography, but mm. you, you didn't um, add all the verticals and all the, the business models um, to those new geographies. So you are starting with a very specific focus on those new geos, right? Also, as you know, man running and managing a fund, you, you need to try to scale. Um, and... For now, restricting ourselves to those topics where we have the strongest reputation, the largest teams, um, where we have the, the, the biggest leverage. Um, mm -hmm. um, also, that is the, to the best um, to, be, to the best benefit of, of the founders that we work with. Right. Absolutely. And something interesting is we know that Southeast Asia is in another stage compared to Latin, Middle East, uh, Africa. I, I would risk to say that Southeast Asia is, is definitely uh, the most advanced on, on those four uh, regions. We see Latin catching up. We see also a lot of movement in in Middle East, Africa, I don't know uh, so well, but as you have a, a more global perspective on, on emerging markets, what, what is what are some of your thoughts on, on how the different ecosystems are evolving? Um, the, the, the dynamics um, are somewhat similar across all the regions. Um, of course, yes, um, every single country, every wider region has its own specifics and and if you will, it's its own personality, you know, culture, um, right. history they've gone through. Um, so in a way, yes, there is some common denominators across those, Latin Africa, Middle East and, and Southeast Asia, but then again, no, right? Um, so for example, we 
out of the named regions, we favor, we, 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 we see more opportunity in some and maybe less in others. Mm -hmm. we, we do take a, a differentiated look at every single country. Um, then, of course, we, we venture capital itself, um, it also, you know, comes with its own requirements. We have our own business model to fulfill. We have our own promises right. to keep uh, um, 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 towards our LPs. Um, and that goes, um, it also depends on the size of the fund you're investing from, what kind of deals you can do right. that actually help you reach your target and, and fulfill mm -hmm. your promises. Um, so um, a deal which is great for a 50 million fund might be a pass for a 200 million fund uh, right. because it simply does not have the, 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 the mid to long-term scaling potential to become a large enough and valuable enough company to help returning the fund. Mm -hmm. Both business models, they, are for, they, they might be the, of the same entrepreneurial quality and not, not one is better than the other, Mm -hmm. Just one is a fit for fund A and the other is a fit for fund B. Got it. Uh, that is, I think that it's super important to, to make this point because um, we often end up having to pass on, on, on proposals which we actually we, that we would like, but we cannot build the conviction that mid to long term this can return into a company large enough that helps us returning our fund right in much cases we we would we would help the founder or point him to to other funds that we know are active in the regions who will come with a different requirement um and who, who might be the right fit yeah and that's the that's the uh, one of the various important specifics of private markets uh, compared to public markets um, it's always both sides of of the deal need to agree to it right right and you you just added an important uh, topic which is of course you need to have an investment thesis uh, to be able uh, to focus all your activity and also to select the best teams that can win and return the fund and you also have another audience that you need to serve, which are your LPs. So you also need to do fundraising in order to raise funds from your LPs because you have an investment thesis that makes sense as, as a founder, as an, an investment thesis or a deck that makes sense for, for the VC to invest uh, in him or in, in her. So any, any, any topics of, uh, or any comments around that process? I know that you are both involved in fundraising from LPs and mm -hmm. also in, in the VC activity of um, Speedinvest. Um, any, any comments or any tips there from your experience uh, raising money from LPs? Or what so, is your developer position for that? Maybe that's a, a better question. I mean, it's. I, I think it's... Um... There is a fundamental difference um, between a fund manager raises capital from LPs towards a startup raises capital from a fund, right? And uh, specifically um, in, in 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 seed stage, you know, by by all data and statistics, we know that um, about half. Um, or even more of the, the initially funded companies will eventually not make it. Right? 
And 50% is, is a great percentage. <laughs> um, but this was just a, um, um, I was trying to, 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 to pull some numbers from, from, from the back of my head. This is all, it, right. it varies a lot from very seed state. Maybe the quota is way higher than 50%. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah. of, of companies that will eventually fail or not work out um, um, towards and and then for a for a fund manager uh, to still invest in such companies because by the moment of investment the fund is convinced that this can work out mm -hmm. and then again by data we know it won't. <laughs> Um, so it is okay. I, say, I, I always say it's okay for a fund manager to lose a part of its money but it's absolutely forbidden for an LP to lose money on a fund hmm. right and, and exactly. these two parts of the market and the fund is in a very in a very interesting position in this market on the one side we have this very very high velocity high ref startup market and mm -hmm. on the other end, we have this very low move, slowly moving, low ref um, LP market. And the fund is kind of the gearbox in the middle uh, <laughs> that needs to transmit uh, from the one side to the other and from the other side to, the, to uh, back again to the first. So raising capital here from this, um, you know, that, that, that slowly moving LP market, investing it in the fast moving startup market, Mm -hmm. returning it from this startup market, fast-moving startup market, into this slow-moving LP market. Right. Um, and in the startup market, we have typically, you know, cadence or frequencies of funding rounds of, you know, in oh, the peak true. of the 21 market, it was probably a year or even less from A to C to A to B to C to D. That is expanding a bit now. Uh, on the LP side of things, that is that three to five year fund cycle. Yeah. Right. Um, Completely uh, different. Yeah. So and, so, and, and to raise speeds. for a fund manager to raise capital from investors into a fund is, um, yeah, so I mean, we've done it multiple times now. Um, I think in overall in, the, in those 12 years, we raised more than 10 funds. In various Incredible. sizes, from ten to three hundred million. Um, well, it might sound, uh, it might sound paradox, but the first fund is not the hardest to raise. Maybe the um, second, right? Well, if not the third, because the first fund, if you have something to build on, right? Um, uh, an, an, a target group, an audience that you can convince with a credible story, given maybe by your own entrepreneurial history, or you have worked with another fund before. You come with some kind of of track record and and and, and pedigree and, and and DNA that makes you credible for the story that you tell. The second fund, three years after that, maybe specifically in seed stage and portfolio can by no means be as far to already produce returns. The second fund, right. you still might tell on the story, but by the third fund, the first fund at least needs to produce results. Right. So you can make it. I understand it. Yeah. Provided you manage to raise fund number one, you will most, well, there's a fair chance you might raise fund number two, but at latest by fund number three, 
uh, you need to bring proof um, and and uh, um, that you also need to plan uh, when raising fund number one you, you you would never raise just one fund this cannot be the plan right right um, you you need to always plan one or maybe even two funds in advance it's the same that we tell our founders if you raise a round now always have the round after that and the consecutive round in mind how does your cap table look like who do you want to have in and plan from the future into the present um, and, and 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 build your fundraising your fundraising set your fundraising goal and build the campaign um in in, in a way that that creates the best chances to raise the next round and the round after next yeah from a mindset perspective it is very challenging because it takes uh, as, as as i hear a lot of investors tell me uh, a long time to see if you are a good or not at what you do right uh, it all comes down to communication why uh, as i said um first you need to craft a story then you need to tell a story and not in a way um you need to tell it in a way that the addressee understands that he gets the mm -hmm. message yeah never think from from inside out always think from outside in right think about your audience first right so about the audience first um um, um uh, may understand how they think what are their priorities understand you yeah uh speak their language not yours um um and 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 do not you know stubbornly stick to the narrative um address their questions um so yeah it's a communication is probably by maybe more important than many people would think amazing great 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 reflection and uh, before going to the last segment of the show daniel um of course i'm sure that the ones listening to to the to the show would be super curious to get some of your lessons learned from from the portfolio so do you see any patterns of the of the teams that succeed of the companies that are successful if you would need to kind of find out two or three patterns that you see that separate the ones who succeed from the ones who don't succeed in your portfolio of 350 uh, companies over the last uh, 12 years uh, what do you, would you say well and, and this might be a, a really personal observation. Um, yeah. Again, uh, do not underestimate the importance of communication. Um, <laughs> if one can communicate, um, um, it makes easier, you know, to sell your product. Makes it easier to raise the necessary capital. Uh, makes it easier to hire the right people. Also, when you know um, times get harder uh it's um com 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 the ability to communicate is probably one of the most important leadership tools right um any pattern i mean we we saw a lot of things that are counter textbook like we invested in couples and it worked out we invested in brothers it worked out we invested in another pair of brothers it did not work out um, um um we do see a tendency that 
serial founders um, have a higher chance um, of, 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 of success than, than first-timers. But then again, we see first-timers come out with a triple-figure um, exit success. Um, right. Um, it's, it's really difficult to find the patterns, right? <laughs> Long story short. Well, it's there is some some data, but it's 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 not it, it's not it's not the proof. I'd say it's it's some indication, um, some, some weak indication, and and by the sheer size of it, our portfolio continues to grow, and we're looking forward to add a hundred new companies with each single fund that we that we bring to the market. Um, so by the end of this fund, we will be north of. 400 investments next fund probably 500 and then i think the data sets also but then do not forget that spans over 15 years of time right and the, and the, the criteria the for success change might, yeah um, founder now is not to the average founder now not to be compared with the average founder 10 years ago right. um so there is there is development and 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 progress in in that in, in that so important founder founder ecosystem as well Mm -hmm. They get more sophisticated. They um, they get more ambitious. Um, they get more thorough in working. It's I mean we've been founders ourselves twenty years back. I mean, <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that in that way. <laughs> Just some time ago. <laughs> um, I mean, see the average founder now is times better than we were back then this is very humble coming from you so it's very beautiful to to hear and it's also good to see that the ecosystem is evolving and we are getting better and better yeah and that very, very 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 confident on 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 the ecosystem itself on on the asset class um um, very, very confident. Especially uh, both in Europe and the emerging markets and in all markets, we are oh, seeing oh, second, oh, fourth, fourth, also, fifth also, generations. Also, America is not moving backwards. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, no, um, again, very, very confident uh, for what is to come. Amazing. And uh, going to the last segment of the show, uh, we will just do here a quick ping pong of quick questions and answers. So if you would have the opportunity to have a coffee with Daniel uh, in the summer of maybe not tw um, not 2011, because uh, you started in 20, uh, 2009 uh, to raise the fund, what advice would you offer to your younger self? To my younger self? Um, um... Yeah, that's probably influenced a bit by the by the by the work that I most recently focus on in our companies. Try to understand your investors better. They are, they 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 are actually, in the end, the, the source of all capital that is being deployed through GPs. Um, and uh, the better you understand them and their needs and expectations, and 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 uh, the easier. We could maybe we could have raised more money uh, if we if we had better understood um, how they work or how to access them. Understand better your your customer. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> In a way, yes, of course, yeah. 
Good point. What are you the most proud of on your journey so far? Um, on the professional journey, um, well, it's 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 probably back then having taken the leap um, out of um, um, out out of banking into the tech ecosystem, and and <laughs> despite having raised the seed round in March two thousand, still sticking with it and 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 bringing the the, the company to success, and then. Uh, starting all over again with um, with creating Speed Invest, um, I think that is um, um, something I would do again. Awesome! Worst advice ever received. Worst advice ever received. Oof! Good question. Um, I don't know. Um, Honestly, I have a hard time picking. Exactly. One. <laughs> you but, forget those very quickly. Yeah, yeah that, is, that seems to be a, a, a built-in protection mechanism to uh, to human mentality to uh, over time blind out. You know, in, in short term um, memory, in, in a way, the, the bad experiences they they always they are very present. But the longer away they are, the the, the stronger they fade out. Yeah. First uh, advice. Um, no, sorry. Have no to be. I'm seeing that that trait. There are people that would say, and we see that that um, that kind of personality in in founders, operators, and investors that that succeed, that they want to prove someone wrong. But at the same time, we also have the ones who don't really care about what other people think and they just forget uh, and you get what I mean uh, of course they listen they are humble but uh, yeah they they will take what what serves them uh, and they will block out uh, what is not uh, useful so good point and finally just the resources uh, favorite book business or non-business anyone that has impacted you uh, on your lifetime favorite book um i don't know i don't know the, the, the unfortunate ring a bell. Uh, you, you at least i myself i don't manage to read that many books uh unfortunately because it's you know the the days filled with um with reports and and, and newsletters um um, but but one I actually uh, very recently read that it was like last summer or so was um, Scott Galloway post Corona. Mm -hmm. uh, what I like particularly is that he takes, um, you know, very surprising looks on things, um, mm -hmm. and comes up with very you know su 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 surprising interpretations or or you know ways to view things, and I think. To a, to a venture capitalist specifically in seed stage, uh, I think that is something important to think unconventionally, think out of the box, right. um, just few things differently than the rest of, uh, of, 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 of the market does, not necessarily taking contrarian um, 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 positions, but in, in many many times uh, your worst competitor is not from your industry mm -hmm. exactly 
uh, your worst competitor is not from your industry. Some is in 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 some cases not from your industry. By only monitoring your closest market environment, you might overlook um, large opportunities or or really really endangering threats. Exactly. Great addition to the list. Favorite movie or series, as you wish. Um. Again. Um. Besides uh, news and live sports broadcast, I don't get to watch that main that's that great. TV. Um, maybe to, uh, to point out my last visit to a cinema mm -hmm. that was uh, nearly three years ago. Um, and this was only for a reason because the film was made by someone I know. Okay. Prior to that, it's been five years that I haven't set foot into cinema. Mm -hmm. um, 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 yeah, you know, combination of you know the, the the search of streaming and Netflix and 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 all those exactly. plus then the lockdown. Um, that's a business. Or if you, in the times before, I had like you know once a month, twice a month, uh, went to the cinema, so, and 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 now just not. In, but I did not replace it with something else. Not that I yeah. would go sit at home and and and, and binge watch Netflix uh, for a night or a weekend. No, I don't. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> just just scratched off the list and not been replaced. And finally, uh, your favorite podcast, uh, excluding this one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there's um, a ton of good stuff out there. Um, um, I mean, obviously. Uh, in, specifically in Europe, um, 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 twenty VC of of, of Harry Stebbings um, yeah. is in, uh, definitely something great one that that produces good uh, uh, good stuff to to to, to listen into. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course, that's great, definitely. Um, um one thing I, I sometimes if I happen to have the time listening to is tech news around the world. Okay. Um but that's not kind of a hot, it's a, like it's more like a daily talk radio show um around this okay. time of day, so late late afternoon CET. Mm -hmm. um, 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 you know, there's they, it's a group of of, of three, four, five people, uh, mostly the same, plus adding one one guest member um, sporadically, and they just comment uh, the daily news headlines in tech. Um, right. Go through some Twitter feeds and just call, spontaneously comment on 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 that. And there is, you know, it's it's a, it's a good way to catch up the things out there that are beyond your 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 your, your daily your daily radar. Difficult to cover everything nowadays. There is so much information. Difficult to catch. Um, I, I actually really try to stay clear of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've decided to double down on LinkedIn for a long time ago. Uh, I don't go to any other social media. Uh, I was yeah. exhausted of trying to be everywhere. So <laughs> I, 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 I do Instagram uh, a bit just to see nice pictures. Uh, exactly. You know, <laughs> from, you know, from my 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 skiing friends posting uh, posting uh, POV um, um, powder videos personal uh, side yeah. to make me jealous while I sit in the office. <laughs> exactly. 
Sounds amazing. Daniel, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so much for, for making the time and you are always invited to, to come back to share the next chapters of, of your journey. Thanks again. Thanks, Mike. All the best. And to our community, thanks for being there. We keep bringing you the best of the best to make your life a little bit easier as you scale up your business. See you soon and keep scaling.